0: Hi there, and welcome back to Canine Connections with Tina Patel. I'm Tom, and listen, I've got some exciting news. These next couple of podcasts that you're going to hear, we're naming Home Is Everywhere. So Tina and Naylan, her son, are on a fantastic journey across the state of Florida to kind of rediscover all kinds of things. So all the experiences that they'll both be uh, going through, we're going to chronicle, and in, in this very, these are going to be short and sweet, but we're calling them Home Is Everywhere. So I've put together a couple of questions for Tina, and she's going to be answering them along the journey. For my third question, I, I know that Nayland is becoming quite the avid fisherman, and I know you guys had stopped at a, at a particular place on the water. Um, he went into a tackle shop. I am th- you told me a little bit about the story. I would love for you to share this story with our listeners.
1: Our own stories are like a spiderweb when we get caught up in that web, it becomes a trap, not only for us, but for others as well. And we use it as such, our stories becoming the trap for the next person. You asked me to share the story about Naylan wanting a silver mullet, which in that instance, I knew nothing about had never had seen a silver mullet before and we were at this place called monkey island a magical um, little spot in um, just a little north of brooksville near homo springs and he is so into fishing and I, you know nim and i both have n- no idea where this interest came from and know nothing about it but are learning as we go And there's a bait shop and for him, bait shops are the thing, the spot. I mean, any bait shop he sees, he wants to stop at them and he wants to see all the different types of bait that they sell and he wants to ask questions about them and why this bait and so on and so forth. His interest is developing so much so that he's so curious about different shapes of um, hooks and why you might use this hook versus another hook, lures. Why would you use this lure? What is it good for? uh, Etc. And so, here we are at this um, bait shop, and the first time round, I had gone in there with him, and then we sat down on the pier for lunch, and he had gone to the bait shop again um, with his um, uh, uncle, and I think actually Nim, yeah, it, yeah, Nim went with him as well, and he came back and he said, "Mom, Dad wouldn't let me buy." Um, a bait that i wanted and i said why not and he said um i I can't remember what the reason was and so he told me the reason i said all right just wait until dad comes here let me ask him why not so when nim got caught up i said nim um did you say nayland was not allowed buying the bait and he said yeah i said why not and he explained it and so nim and i had a conversation about that because i didn't understand the logic behind it the logic was that um we don't need that. He wanted a whole fish. We have nowhere to store it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's not true. We can find a way to store it. Now, to people who don't know us, it may sound like a disagreement between two parents, and that is not the case at all. It is not how we operate in our household. We are able to have um, such discussions and disagreements, and center them around. One of us being completely always protective of Nayland's interest, where the other might be very narrow-sighted about that. Um, but and and it's absolutely okay and preferred when we are in disagreement because um, because that is more true um, of of human nature, right? And so. But how do you work through that disagreement? That's not what this conversation is about. So so I said, um, Naylon, here's my credit card. Go get the fish. Two things. Bring the receipt and on the receipt, make sure you are able to identify what the total is. So tell me the total and bring the receipt. And, um, so we did a little bit of a role play, um, scenario and making sure that, you know, he would be, he'd say, thank you. And, um, how much is it? What's the total, that kind of thing. So he went on his own and my nephew who was asked to go with him at first was like, no, I don't want to go. He would only go. Who's two years older than Aylan. He would only go if his dad went right. So, and I was telling both my brother-in-law and him why this is so important. Here is a motivation. And we can use that motivation to get other important behavior. The Going into that bait shop and buying that bait is the motivation for us to be able to exercise a degree of independence, the ability to go on your own, to be trusted to go on your own, to get that fish, have a conversation with with an adult who's probably thinking, "Where are your parents?" And that's okay. You need to remain confident that you can. There, you know where they are, and you are fine and able to do this on your own. And bring back the receipt. So, at first, my nephew was reluctant about it. And just when Nayland started walking off on his own, he built up that courage and said, "Okay, I'll go with him." And so Nayland went and. Um, did his thing came back and he's brought this whole I I didn't know it was going to be this whole fish but brought back a frozen silver mullet and he told me how much it was and then he gave me the receipt and he was right um, in in what the total was so excited about having this mullet and that this was going to be the bait he needed to have to catch fish because up until then he was not successful in getting anything catching anything So shortly after that, we have lunch, we get into the car and his cooler bag that I brought his lunch in, um, uh, I emptied it out and I said, Neyland, we can put your mullet in here and keep it um, uh, frozen because this is the cooler bag, but we do need ice. So we're in the parking lot and he said, I can go get ice. I said, yeah, um, go back to where we were and ask the lady politely, ask that lady, can I please have some ice, two cups of ice, please? Um, so he went over, he asked for two cups of ice, he came back and following him behind him was this man who, so this particular area has a little restaurant and then it has a, um, like a food truck, uh, uh set up as well where they sell drinks and such fun. So the man who was attending to the fo- uh, food truck set up was watching Naylan interact with this lady. And so he starts following Naylan, and he sees me and he said, I just wanted to say how awesome he was. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, he waited in line. He was so polite with his request. And he said, thank you very much um, uh, to the lady. And he, he, he and just went on and on and on about how awesome that was to see. That, as you can imagine, was so fulfilling and heartwarming to me because that is exactly what this is about. Sure, there are some adults who, by the way, have created a little bit of fear for Nalen where he does doubt whether he should go on his own. He said to me before, mom, um, but then somebody's going to come to me and say, where's your parent? You know, and so we've had to, I've, I've given him many different answers or discussed with him many different answers that he could give them, whichever one suits him well in that moment, um, to ease their nerves. Why might they be concerned? And so what would he say? You know, that kind of thing but it is these situations that happen more often and you know most people who are thinking and who care to go and see how far the parent is will realize that this is actually quite normal this is what we should be doing it's very challenging to even as a parent to be bold enough to put your child in that situation because Yes, there is a certain degree of fear in terms of, and this is so true for him. why he does less of this. And it's because of somebody coming up to him and saying, well, why, where were you? Why would you put your child in this situation? Why were you watching from a distance, whatever the case may be? What was so gratifying is that this man valued a child, a child's ability to learn, having a conversation with, with an adult, to be polite, and then have to cross the road and come back to the car. What a win-win in so many different situations. His mullet ended up in the cooler, had some ice, we were good, all the way to where we needed to go. Moral of the story for the discussion that took place in the car. So, why was it that the first time round, Everything possible seemed impossible, so much so that because of your own story, you set up a spider web that then caught somebody else in a trap. So Nim's story, that was a web, trapped Nayland. Naylin could become part of that story, part of that web, or refuse to enter that web and say, but that makes no sense to me. It's possible. We could do this, we could do this, we could do this. And it's so true. And I think that... I know in our own household, we see so much of that um, happen amongst us. In our workspace, we see that. I think laying it out on the table and being so transparent in, in cr- having a culture, whether it is in your home life or work life, to create space for such delicate conversations where vulnerability, things that others deem as vulnerability can be discussed so openly and with kindness, with respect to the other person, allows for recognizing how we are the limiting factor. And that to me is so huge about all of life. How am I a limiting factor, whether it is to do with me, whether it is to do with Nim, Naylan, Amber, Rachel, Christine, anyone, any interaction, any relationship, how am I that limiting factor? Because what I can tell you with certainty is I know how to identify that in others. And boy, does it tick me off. When I am limited, or my ideas or interests with any, whatever it is that I perceive as limitation, typically I interpret that as negativity. It, for lack of better words, pisses me off. It is a sure way to set me off. I am sure that if I behave that way to somebody else in particular towards something they are so strongly motivated towards, they must feel the same way. And so why would we not recognize that children too deserve the freedom of limitation? Freeing them from feeling trapped and constantly get caught up in that web. Somebody else's story. Freeing them from that to create their own. That silver mullet taught me a lot.
0: I want to thank you all so very much for listening to Canine Connections. I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with a friend, with a colleague. And hey, remember to subscribe. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for the next one. We've got another great question from Tina. We'll talk to you real soon.